we've been tasked on this panel to look at um, the increased um, use of Japanese banks and Japanese financing tools for international owners. Um, I'll just start by introducing the panel and then we'll move to the questions. Um, from my left, um, Ali Ben Elmadani, uh, Chief Executive Officer of ABL Corporation. Um, Ms. Elmadani is a strong market leader and forward thinker and has developed a number of successful alternative investment models in the industry. Um, next to him, um, Mr. Vatello Suve, uh, Associate Investment Banker at Fernley's Securities. Um, Mr. Suve joined Astrup Fernley's in 2015, and he's also worked in the Fernley's project finance team. Um, next to Mr. Suve is um, Takahiro Matsumoto, Managing Executive Officer, Structured Finance of Financial Products Group. Um, Matsumoto-san is Head of Structured Finance at FPG and has responsibility for origination, documentation, pricing and administration. He has over 20 years' experience of structured finance and previously worked for Nomura Babcock & Brown and Showa Leasing. Um, to to Matsumoto-san's uh, left is... Um, Mr. Koichi Onaka, Global Head of Financial Institution Group and Global Head of Ship Finance at Sumitomo Mitsui Trust Bank. Onaka-san is also Managing Executive Officer of Sumitomo Mitsui Trust Bank. And finally, um, on the far left, is Mr. Jigo Hayashi, General Manager, International Shipping and Finance at Tokyo Century Corporation. Uh, Mr. Hayashi has over 25 years of banking and finance experience and has previously worked in Tokyo, Hong Kong, Singapore, and New York. Uh, since joining Tokyo Century Corporation in 2017, Mr. Hayashi has responsibility for establishing, leading, and expanding the company's ship finance business in Europe and North and, Southeast Asia, North and South Asia. So I think ju just to give... Um, sort of a flavor to the discussion, if we could just go through uh, the panel and just talk about the financing products that are available from Japanese institutions to international owners um, and the products that you most commonly work with, with international owners. Um, sure. Do you like to start? Good morning. Uh, well, first of all, I need to give a little bit more detail about ABL. Uh, we're mainly an aviation shop. Uh, we started shipping about uh, six months ago. Uh, we have an exclusive JV here in Japan with the SBI Group, uh, SBI Group being the fourth largest financial institution in Japan. Uh, they already did 10 ships, uh, so in the last year, and we are looking at more ships to do this year. Uh, we have a capacity of about $400 million of equity, $1.5 billion per year that we are investing in aviation and shipping. Uh, the first 10 ships that were done last year uh, were JOLCOs, and we are looking at more ships like that. So the JOLCO market... Uh, we see a lot of appetite for it. Uh, we see that shipping is becoming more and more sophisticated. Uh, coming from the world of aviation, where we did a lot of JOLCO in aviation before, we see a lot of similar structure in the shipping uh, being developed. Uh, also, in the Japanese market, in addition to the JOLCO and the JOL market, which has tax products, as I think some of you know here, uh, we see more and more yield uh, driven investors. Uh, we see a lot of equity yield driven, similar to the US, in Japan. So the Japanese investors are becoming more and more sophisticated. Uh, about the investments in shipping. Uh, we saw it in aviation and now we see it in shipping where they don't want only tax play, they also want uh, equity yield. Uh, so that's why we see more and more interest in this industry, especially coming from Japan. Yes, I think in terms of, or from the remainder of the panel, we don't represent any specific source of capital being an investment bank. 
So we work with a full range of capital sources there in Japan, ranging from conventional mortgage debt to finance leases, operating leases, and also JOLCOs as well. So I think you know all of them have different features, uh, which we'll probably touch more upon uh, later in the panel debate. But uh, we're not sort of biased in any way in that sense. We always work with all of the different sources and even in combination sometimes as well. Uh, FPG is the uh, independent uh, equity underwriter for Japanese operating lease uh, Joruko and Jor product. Uh, our market share in the Joru and Joruko market about approximately 30%. And we deal with the uh, aircraft uh, vessel and container box. And the aircraft is, comes from the about 60% of our business. Uh, shipping is about 25%, remaining 15% in the uh, container box, and the, we are mainly focusing on the Jolco product, and the, we have uh, uh, more than 4,000 uh, tax accountants to uh, sell the equity to investors. Also, we have a partnership with the regional bank, uh, about more than uh, 100 uh, regional bank, and we are selling the equity through the, uh, our branch all over Japan, uh, about 10 10 branches. Jolco uh, current market is the, uh, gradually slowing down uh, due to the uh, Chinese economy, also the trade friction between the U.S. and China, but still the uh, stable situation. we like to find more deal for that in the future. Hi, good morning. Uh, I'm Flo Sumitomo Trust and Banking Corporation. Uh, which is uh, uh, the one of the subsidiaries of uh, Sumitomo Mitsui uh, Trust Holding Groups. Uh, well, we are completely independent uh, trust bank, uh, which is uh, different from our SMBC. The uh, name is pretty similar, but uh, just like uh, JP Morgan and Morgan Stanley, this is very, well, the historical route is the uh, same, but now we have no uh, the capital relationship or anything. Um, at this moment, uh, uh, the, the exposure uh, to maritime business of SumiTrust is approximately uh, 14.14 billion U.S. dollars equivalent, which is the biggest uh, in the Japanese banking sector, uh, out of which are approximately uh, 15% uh, of all the 14 billion U.S. dollars is uh, exposure to uh, international global players. Uh, we are providing their uh, senior uh, loans uh, with their best sales pledges and the mortgages, and also uh, we are providing the um, uh, credit revolving facilities to mainly uh, the shipping operators and uh, also, we are providing the senior loans to Jolico structures and sales and leaseback structures and so on. Uh, good morning, everyone. My name is uh, Jigo Hayashi. I represent Tokyo Century Corporation. Uh, a bit of our company introduction. We are a leasing company uh, with two strong parent backings, Mizuho Banking Group and Itochu Corporation. But rest assured, we remain very independent and have more responsibilities to serve the client's needs. 
our, our um, loan balance sheet commitment to the sector is 1.4 billion US dollar. Unfortunately, one-tenth of the size of Onaka-san's SMTB. <laughs> but we are very determined to serve the clients in terms of the best needs. One, strength, one key feature of, uh, of Tokyo Century is uh, we are one-stop. We serve clients across the capital structure. We only, not only provide mortgage financing, multi-tranching, finance operating lease, but we also provide JOCOs. And if you look us in the Japanese capital markets or bank funding, please look us as a place to be, as a first stop. Thank you. Mr. Amadani, you, met, you mentioned um, you know, the, the, the move more from aviation into shipping and the growth possibly um, of, of the Japanese financing market looking at the shipping industry. Um, would the panel like to discuss any other trends they're seeing in the Japanese finance market sort of vis-a-vis -vis, uh, international owners? Uh, would you, yeah. Sure. Please. Well, well uh, still 80% of our business will still be uh, similar to FPG, will be aviation and 20% will be shipping. But one maybe trend that we see is the change of tax regulation uh, on the debt side. That's why we need to come to SMTB and the other guys that are very strong on the Tokyo branch. And thank you for the sales speech, by the way. We're going to come to you for sure. But that change in the tax regulation in aviation and in shipping, I think, will have a big impact. Uh, we're worried uh, if the Japanese banks or the banks with Tokyo branch will have enough capacity uh, to cover the Jolco market uh, with uh, that new regulation. That's one of our worries about it. Uh, I think that's one of the change that we saw in the last uh, year. I think most of us on this panel are worried about it. Uh, but still, we need to be very good partners with local banks, or banks that have Tokyo branches, because they will be only the ones that we can do a Jolco with. So that will be one of the big change, I think, that should be in the industry. I don't know if FPG agrees with me on this vision uh, on the Tokyo branch uh, lending. Matsumoto-san, do you want to say something? Yeah, uh, change of uh, tax law regulation is the, some, some, to some extent have impact our business. But the, on the other side, uh, some of the bank who was not uh, involved in the Joruko transaction uh, step in the, uh, in the area of Joruko as a new business opportunity, such as the Hong Kong Shanghai Bank uh, started the new business again. Uh, so we, we can find the new bank uh, in, in as Arisa mentioned, the regional bank is very interested in providing a loan for the Joruko transaction. So we are not so pessimistic about the change of regulation. Well, as a senior provider of the Joruko structure, to be honest, I'm really worried about the change of the tax uh, the structure. Um, well, and also uh, the other concern is the uh, introduction of IFRS. Uh, which are, will not enable uh, the, the ship owners to off-balance their vessels in their balance sheets. Uh, however, well, I mean, uh, even the change of uh, the, some uh, uh, tax structure happens, still, I mean, not JORCO, but a similar type of uh, structure uh, would be uh, the sustainable. And, uh, well, uh, also, I, I think the key is uh, here, who is going to provide equity part of uh, the vessel's owning structure? And when I uh, take a look at the, uh, the global markets, uh, there are some 
uh, the, the, the banks and the funds who are providing the, uh, the equities uh, to vessel-owning uh, structures. And as a, uh, the trust bank, which is the uh, asset manager, the biggest asset manager in the Asian market, are exploring the opportunities to, um, to setting up that, that kind of uh, new type of uh, uh, the funds or uh, the structures to, uh, the, for, for the, uh, the investors. I think the, pa- the rest of the panelists have um, largely given a very good headlines, but from my side, I'd like to um, sort of echo three messages to you today. One is, Joko is not for every people's transaction, and we believe it's a tax-based leasing product. We, Tokyo Century, as an institution, is very responsible in terms of joke underwriting. And one message or one criteria we really uh, are very serious about is the four Cs. Four Cs. It's not the diamond Cs, okay? The four Cs. Credit risk, caliber of owner, core asset to the business, and again, the call option. These are the four key features that we really do take um, good interest in. And of course, if the client does not fit in this criteria, we don't recommend Joko anyways. Thank you. Thank you. Um, leaving aside Jolco's for a moment, um, in respect of uh, conventional bank financing, uh, would the panel like to discuss some of the advantages and disadvantages for um, international owners of seeking financing from Japanese finance institutions? Um, perhaps, Mr. Sube, you'd like to start? Do you want to? Yeah, that's fine. So I think whenever we speak to our clients, you know, what are the benefits of going to Japan to raise capital? The uh, first thing that always comes up is obviously that the capital is quite competitive as opposed to what you can see in other parts of the world. Um, It offers, depending on who is the counterparty, whether it's a bank or it's a Joloco or it's a leasing company, it offers different uh, sorts of uh, flexibility and and other benefits. But I think especially from, uh, let's say, the institutional investors or local owners, they have seemed to be less um, cyclically oriented than what we have seen maybe the banks being. But I think the, the, um, what you see come through for all, all of the uh, capital sources is that it is very competitive and it offers quite high LTV. Um, so that goes obviously as a trade-off of flexibility and uh, sometimes also things tend to take a bit longer time in Japan than what we see in the West as well. Thank you. Um, Anaka-san, would you like to say anything on conventional bank financing? Uh, <laughs> yes. Well, a conventional bank finance is nothing uh, fancy. Um, however, uh, I think at this moment, uh, uh, the, in Japan, there is uh, still massive capacity uh, for the shipping finance uh, space. Uh, firstly, uh, especially in uh, regional bank, bank sectors, uh, they're exploring the opportunities to finance in a shipping space because uh, well, it's really difficult to find any other spaces. So, which means, uh, well, if the borrowers take advantage of a very low interest environment, uh, well, they can achieve fairly uh, well, advantageous uh, uh, finance uh, the deals with uh, Japanese regional banks. However, 
uh, including ourselves, the one uh, concern is our U.S. dollar funding. And uh, uh, the, we do not see any, how can I say, um, the, the, the exposure limit to uh, the global uh, clients at this moment, but uh, probably in the funding side, we are going to see some limits to expand our uh, US dollar financing to shipping space. Thank you. Would anyone else on the panel like to say anything on that topic? Sure. Um, just to add Onaka-san's point, the Japanese funding pool is still abundantly available, but this is only true for Japanese yen. As Onaka-san mentioned, for dollar, uh, there will be at one point where there, the Japan premium will resurface. So obviously, you have to have a good currency portfolio mix down the line and be mindful, thought about, thoughtful about tapping the Japanese market. Thank you. Um, and now if we move to JOLs and JOLCOs, maybe we could look at um, some of the advantages of the JOL and JOLCO structure for international owners. How long do we have? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, let's start with JOLCO, which is the easy one. Uh, JOLCO, of course, the problem with JOLCO is that it has to be uh, good credit. Uh, same in aviation. You uh, mentioned the forces. I fully agree with you. The corruption, of course, is a big issue. People forget that uh, in Japan, if you don't exercise the corruption, you can never enter the Japanese market ever again. Like uh, in aviation, you have people that didn't uh, exercise corruption like 10, 15 years ago, and they're still not able to enter the market. Uh, it's an, a market that never forgets. Uh, the good thing about it is it's a market that once you enter it, uh, it's a very loyal market. On the Jolco market, uh, if you're able to do a Jolco, you can do a lot of them. It's cheap cost of financing. The issue with this would be the debt. Uh, on the debt side, finding debt in U.S. dollars uh, is a little bit of an issue. But the Jolco is the cheapest cost of financing that is available today. Um, but you have to be good credit. Uh, you have to uh, be a reliable partner that is going to exercise the corruption, of course. And it needs to be... Uh, partner that never ever uh, will consider not exercising the corruption. Uh, but once you answer, <laughs> then you never answer it, as you said, the, the forces. Comments. <laughs> but that's a very important thing uh, on the JOLCO side. On the JOL side, um, we never did uh, shipping JOL yet, I think FPG did, uh, but we did a lot of aviation uh, JOL. Uh, I think it's uh, similar, but it's one investor usually, uh, which is a little bit more um, about yield. Uh, you have to have a higher yield on the JOL side. But also in Japan, other than JOLCO and JOL, what we see more and more is investors that want yield, that are looking for yield. We have to forget just the tax play. We also, I know I repeat myself, we have to also remember that the Japanese investors are becoming more and more sophisticated. And those investors are um, competing with, of course, New York and other uh, financial um, platforms. And they want yield. They want equity yield. So if you don't fit in the JOL code. JOL don't say that I shouldn't come to Japan to look for investors. Of course, there's still investors that are looking for yield, and the Japanese investors are becoming more and more sophisticated in this industry, as they did in aviation. So it's an exciting market to be in. I don't know if... Uh, because we do something similar as FPG. I always go back to FPG. But uh, uh, I don't know if you agree with me on this view or not. I will supplement your view. <laughs> uh, first of all... Uh, JOLCO has a merit, also demerit. Merit is a 100% finance, also the low-cost finance. Demerit is the JOLCO lacks the flexibility, for, especially for the uh, not allowing multiple purchase options 
to the uh, charterer due to the Japanese tax reasons. So if the uh, asset is the uh, fleet, in that case, a charterer is willing to hold or intend to own the asset, uh, Joroko will fit. But the, if the market is good, a uh, charterer would like to sell the asset, that's not fit for the uh, Joroko transaction. So for when we structure the deal, uh, not only the uh, criteria, but also the, we check the uh, asset, uh, whether that will be uh, very important asset or not. In the uh, worst case, uh, some of the charter may have a difficulty to exercise the purchase option. If that is a core asset, likelihood of the exercise of the purchase option is high. If not, they may return the asset. That's the worst case for us. Just to add on that, I think there is probably one quite important um, capital source in the Japanese market that's not presented on this panel, and that is the institutional investors and local owners. Uh, and as opposed to the Jolkos, they do bilateral finance leases. I think um, one of the drawbacks you mentioned with the Jolko is the lack of flexibility. And I think what we have seen to an increasing extent also from the local owners is... Uh, and also some of the leasing companies as well offering finance leases, is um, increased flexibility. So they understand that you know, shipping is a very volatile industry, so flexibility is needed in order to conduct asset plays, in, for instance, dry cargo or, or tankers. So we see also a lot of, uh, in, in non-joke or non-syndicated uh, finance leases, we see more and more flexibility coming into play as well. And do, and do you think that's mainly because um, the financiers looking at the credit of the Japanese owner rather than the international operator, or you think there's another reason for that? Um, in my opinion, I think that is mainly to do with the competition from the West, because we see leasing opportunities and finance sources in the West also becoming more and more competitive on the cost side, but they offer a lot more flexibility. Um, so I think it's just some of the more internationally oriented leasing companies and, and, and investors, they are willing to give away that flexibility uh, just to, to stay in competition. Thank you. Um, Anarka-san, um, Hayashi-san, would you like to say something about the advantages of Jolkos, or is there nothing more to add? I'll keep it for later. I'll keep it for later. Okay. <laughs> um, I think, you know, we, we've touched on um, quite a few of the criteria um, that people look at when um, evaluating whether or not an international owner will be suitable for financing. Um, would anyone on the panel like to add any, any, anything um, specific about um, anything maybe particular to international owners? Well, as a bank, uh, the disclosure level is uh, surely most important factor. Um, as far as we are, uh, do business with uh, listed companies, Yes, uh, we could uh, get, uh, well, not very sufficient, but uh, uh, at least, uh, uh, well, the, the information uh, uh, which we can go through. However, uh, when we uh, try to do business with uh, unlisted, uh, for instance, family-owned uh, the companies, uh, well, the, it, it is very difficult for us. Uh, without a uh, very strong uh, cooperation from those uh, new customers to provide uh, that very detailed information to us. That's the, uh, the first comment from uh, the bank. 
May I just add one point? Um, one of the challenges the Japanese financial institutions have today is credit risk. Um, majority of the credit cases are being tabled to the credit committee based on counterparty risk. And what I mean by counterparty risk is purely on balance sheet basis. People penalize anything under EBITDA line. If there's impairment, if it's a net loss, the credit committee says no. This is fundamentally a misguided credit principles in being one of the key responsible financial institution. Uh, what we are trying to develop internally, and also this is against the international benchmarks, we try to assess the cases based on asset-based risk. And this is something we're working very hard. And I'm sure going forward, we will be able to provide cases which has a good complement, not only based on pure counterparty risk, but it's based on asset-based. And this, we, we believe, will be the, I would not say panacea, but will prob probably provide additional um, capacity into the market. Uh, for, the, for the maritime sector. Well, may, may I make some comments on that? That's very good, uh, the point, mm. I understand. Um, well, well it, it, yes, you know, Japanese banks have to categorize each of uh, the customers based on their FSA, regulatory guidance uh, base, uh, which uh, doesn't allow to, well, then money, uh, for instance, are, uh, their continuous uh, uh, red figures for three years, for instance. But uh, now that the phenomenon has been uh, changing, and uh, as he mentioned, uh, we can now uh, develop our own uh, the rating models uh, based on the, uh, the cash flow. And at the same time, uh, even the Japanese bank ourselves are shifting from our counterparty credit risk uh, based approach to the mixture of uh, even more asset-based uh, the approach, which uh, would be able us to uh, the develop the uh, the businesses with uh, global uh, the players. Thank you. Um, I think then moving on to the type of asset um, that the Japanese finance institutions are comfortable with financing. Are, are there particular maritime assets that are particularly attractive or unattractive? Well, uh, well, to be honest, we like our, uh, the dry bugs as the best because of our, uh, the higher liquidity, and the, on the contrary, uh, some you know offshore uh, type of vessels are they are difficult assets for us. But however, again, once again, we are now focusing on taking a look at the cash flows from the project. So, well, now we are now developing ourselves to change the policies to finance not only those high liquidity assets, but also uh, those are low uh, liquidity, but strong cash flow assets as well. Thank you. For sure. Well, for us, last year on the 10 ships that SBI financed, it was chemical tankers and container ships. So we're trying to focus on those two for the moment uh, until we get more and more comfortable with it. Uh, so those are the two kind of ships that we financed last year, and that's what we're trying to focus on for the moment. Uh, Matsumoto-san? Yes. We are relatively flexible on the type of the asset because the, from the uh, JORC perspective, uh, Chartered credit is first priority. Second will be the whether uh, such uh, charter uh, will exercise the purchase option or not. 
As long as the asset is regarded as a core fleet for them, we are relatively flexible. We deal with the uh, chemical tanker, product tanker, methanol tanker, uh, chipwood uh, carrier, pure car carrier, uh, LPG, uh, and module ship, such kind of vessel, and also ferry, we close the deal. Uh, only uh, not acceptable for us the, the crude oil tanker uh, due to the potential unlimited liability risk for investors. Thank you. Ayashi-san, you want to? Um, we as an institution remain very neutral about the vessel types, but as Onaka-san said, being Japanese, um, I will be a bit patriotic about the country. Uh, we're the largest bulk builders uh, in terms of shipbuilding. So we give, in terms of our preferential ranking, bulkers, product, chemicals, etc., etc. And unfortunately for us, offshore is a no-go. So let Thank me you. give you the specific figures of our portfolio. Uh, that might help to understand. Uh, in our portfolio, the dry bulk, well, share is uh, approximately 32%. And uh, container ship is now has been increasing up to 27%. And uh, LNG, LPG, uh, 21%, which, is, which has been increasing dramatically at this moment. And, well, crude oil tanker, 12%. And uh, uh, the PCTC, 8%. And offshore is approximately... Okay. Um, Vetli, do you, do you find um, there are certain assets which are easier to, to find financing for in Japan? Yeah, I, I think, you know, we've heard what the other panelists have been saying about that, and I think we find that to be quite true as well, that there is a more rigid approach to certain asset types in Japan than we see other places in the world. Uh, and the you know the sweet spot is always like very liquid assets, so they prefer uh, tankers or dry cargo, and preferably the most liquid asset classes within that, such as MRs or ultramaxes. Again, if we speak with the banks and and the finance lease players, Jolco is probably like Motsumoto-san said, less uh, or more flexible in that sense if there's a good contract or a good ca- company behind that. Uh, but we've been able to arrange uh, finance for, you know, even crude carries in Japan. So everything is possible uh, with the right project and co- company. Thank you. Um, we've touched on counterparty risk and um, an asset-based approach to um, working out whether a project is viable. Uh, are there particular jurisdictions in which international owners are based that are attractive or unattractive? Maybe just a yes or no if it's... Uh, yeah. When we arrange transactions, we always try to have it English law. It's oh, no, no, not so much for the law, but the jurisdiction okay. of where the um, the charter or the or the borrower is based. That's a very dangerous question. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think you know, in our sense, that's probably a no. And then I think just finally. Um, I guess if the panelists could ask where they see the, the most future growth uh, potential in, in the maritime um, industry. Well, of Japan. course, as a Japanese bank, we started their, uh, their Japanese uh, uh, the, the counterparties. And uh, 
And then we went to the, uh, the Hong Kong, and uh, uh, then uh, we penetrate into the European uh, the market there. However, uh, we have uh, the set up the joint venture with uh, uh, CSIB, Credit Agricole Investment Bank, uh, which is the, uh, the sort of a finance vehicle. And uh, we are utilizing that uh, finance vehicle to penetrate into European market. And now, uh, the most exciting market for us is uh, Greece. So we are trying to uh, expand our businesses in the Greek market. Thank you. May I just add one point uh, from Tokyo Century perspective? I just want to give you some statistics so you find my rationale to be a little more encouraging and also, um, I would say, um, something that you may want to consider us doing business in the in near future, hopefully. Um, just last year alone, this is, an, again, a market estimate, there was a $25 billion worth of refinancing opportunities. And again, you know, I want to give a congratulation, a salute to the Chinese people here. Um, of 25 billion, 11 to 12 billion dollar had been refied by the Chinese leasing companies. That's quite huge. But remember, Japan is number two. And I will give you a statistics. It's about seven billion dollars. It's, it's not small. It's relatively big. And where is it coming from? It's largely, as Vetley said correctly, it's in terms of Japanese sell lease back. It's a combination of sell lease back. Japanese banks providing uh, new mortgage financing, we also being one of the key lenders in this front. And again, there is a growing importance of Joko coming in. So going forward, when you approach the Japanese market, uh, one message I want to convey to you is things, look things holistically. Start from mortgage financing, mezzanine, a combination of the two, or Japanese financing, Japanese sell lease back, and for those who fit my four C's, try Joko's. <laughs> Uh, for us, I think where we see the most goals at the aviation and shipping, I think it's uh, less so Jolco. So we, SBI, did the first one uh, last year with uh, Minchang, and we are looking at more into that because you have uh, strong credits as a lessor, and even if the lessee or the charter behind it is not a strong credit, you can still do a Jolco there. So I think that there will be more and more lessor Jolco in the market. We see a lot of appetite for that, and we will see a lot of appetite from China, as you said, that they are asking for it. So that's what we focus on, and we think that there will be a huge appetite for that, uh, for lessor Jolco. Thank you. As I think, in terms of growth opportunities, I think we might could see um, a pretty good potential in also different Japanese capital sources teaming up with Western players because um, some of the drawbacks can easily be remedied by partnering up with the right people in the West as well. So that goes with, uh, for, for instance, we see that already in the Jolco market, right, where we have we team up with Western banks, but could also see that from uh, the leasing companies or the banks teaming up with Western leasing companies or the other way around so that you can provide both, you know, competitive capital um, and flexibility in call options, for instance. So you could blend sort of the best of two worlds, uh, and that potentially could open up a lot more business opportunities for, for Japanese financiers, I think. At the Jolco product, we are interested in the LNG carrier as well as the cruise ship in the future. Thank you all very much. I think that's a very positive message. Thank you.